This is the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Briscoe. Now, this podcast is designed for the aspiring apartment investor and literally gives them the opportunity to ask the questions that will help them get to the next level. So if you're an aspiring apartment investor, this podcast is for you. Now, this podcast is brought to you by the Tribe of Titans Multifamily Educational Community. It's your one-stop shop for learning how to succeed at apartment investing. Hey, this is Brian Briscoe coming to you with another episode of the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and we're just going to launch right into it. So today we're going to talk about, you know, in different investment strategies, you know, when a lot of people talk about how to invest or um, when you talk to a lot of firms and they talk about their investment strategies, they tend to use a different type of language than I think most people are accustomed to. And we come in thinking A class, B class, C class, D class, value add and whatnot. But I'm going to introduce some new terms. Well, for some of you, it'll be an introduction of new terms. For others, it'll be a you know a review of things you probably already know. But we're going to talk about core, core plus, value add, and opportunistic and exactly what those are. I was on a website today and from a private equity firm and I was looking for you know, inspiration on the subject to talk about. And when I saw that, I'm like, you know, this is perfect. It's something that uh, I haven't done an episode on yet and something that I think is very relevant for people. But investment strategies, when we talk investment strategies, I think a lot of times the biggest thing to talk about is risk versus reward. You know, some people want to come in, they want a low risk investment. And with that low risk investment, they're okay with a very low return. You know, some people are more interested in preservation of capital than they are growth, you know, so I want to park my money here and I don't want to lose, you know, versus I want to park my money over here and I'm playing to win big, you know, so uh, very, very different strategies as far as investments go. And when we talk about, you know, institutional investors who are, you know, trying to diversify, trying to have a portfolio or a, or a more balanced portfolio, it takes a little bit of both. You know, a little bit of you know some of the lower risk investments with some of the higher risk investments to to get to where they want, and so they're looking more to balance their portfolio. But as we talk about each one of these investment strategies or groupings, um, we're going to talk about the perceived risk and the returns that are actually expected from these. So, going from lowest risk. To highest risk, the first category is core. You know, the core investment strategy, like I said, has the absolute lowest risk and they also have the lowest returns, but there's a very high probability of receiving these returns, right? So, I mean, we'll talk about value add later, but when you when you invest in a C-class value add, you may get the the really big pop at the end and you may not, you know? So there's there's a little lower probability of the returns as we go further down, you know, the higher the risk, the, the more the volatility. And in the core strategy case, it's low risk. It's not very volatile. It's going to kick out a certain amount of returns at a very high probability rate. So a typical core investment, you know, and we're, we're speaking specifically with multifamily, but you can also talk about core investments with other asset types. But we're talking about a new or newer apartment complex 
in a highly desirable location. Okay, we're also talking about something that's purchased with relatively low leverage so that it can produce that stable and predictable cash flow. Now, core investment in commercial real estate is equivalent to an income investment fund in stock market. You know, so you're you're there for the the income, not for the growth. Now, why newer complexes? Well, they're lower maintenance, maintenance, lower expense ratio, for one. And there, there's not likely. Once again, it's it's all about the volatility. It's all about predictability. You're not very likely to have an HVAC go out one month at a brand new apartment apartment complex. However, in a C-class apartment complex, you may have four HVACs go out in one month, which kills your cash flow for a month or maybe two months in a row. All right. Now, newer is also more is more desirable from the tenant standpoint. You have newer finishes, newer features. You know, let's just face it, we plug a lot more things into the wall right now than we did 30 or 40 years ago. So if you're looking at 70s, 80s vintage value add, they may not have all the the electrical capability to handle what a lot of people are plugging into the walls these days. Now, something else we talked about is very desirable locations. You know, once again, this is going to attract the higher end clientele with higher incomes. Now, when you look at just A-class versus C-class, and we will jump into that a little bit, a lot of your A-class tenants are only paying about 20% of their total income towards their rent. And when you look at C-class tenants, they're paying upwards of 35 to 40% of their income towards rent. So you're getting people who are earning more money and spending a lower percentage towards their housing, which means you're more likely to collect on these core assets. Now, we also talk about lower leverage. What does that mean? You're, you're coming in with maybe a loan that gives you 50% of the purchase price instead of you know a loan that's going to give you 75 to 80% of the, of the purchase price. And what this does is once again reduces the expenses, it gives you a very predictable cash flow. Your debt service is going to be a lot lower and so you're going to have a little higher cash flow. What you're not going to have is that potential for a large upside which comes with the higher levered properties. So Lower cash or higher cash flow, lower leverage, lower chance of a big upside. Now, when we talk about markets and we talk about core, we're talking in the larger markets, you know, 2 million plus, 5 million plus, depending on the, the people who are purchasing, some have different criteria, but generally you're talking the larger markets in the countries. You know, so we're thinking Dallas, Texas, and not so much Pocatello, Idaho. And it's not a knock on Pocatello, Idaho. My dad grew up there, but uh, they're not a core, a market where you're going to find a core asset. Now, moving up in risk, uh, we have the core plus, which is still relatively low risk. It's just going to be a slightly higher risk than your core assets. And what you're going to see is a slightly higher respected, expected overall return than core, but maybe at a slightly higher risk level. You know, So the core investments are going to be similar in nature to the core investments, but they may be slightly older properties. You know, so instead of something that's brand new or a couple of years old, we're looking at something that may be, you know, four, five, or 10 years old that is, you know, not quite the, the same as a core asset. Um, they may need a little bit of a little bit of finishing work to bring them back up. There may be a very light upgrades and finishes and functionality as far as a value add plan, but 
Very light is, is the key word right here. Now, core plus investments are going to come in with a little higher leverage than a core, but not quite as high leverage on the value add. And that allows them to get some income, some cash flow off of it, but they can also participate a little bit in the upside. And that comes from the slightly higher leverage. And if you remember, we talked about this on the podcast many times before, you know, leverage boosts your, your returns. So the higher lever, higher lever amount of leverage you bring into the table on a property, the higher your potential returns are. So a core plus asset is going to have higher leverage than core, which gives you a higher opportunity for the upside, but it's lower than the value add. And so you're going to have you know lower monthly payments for your debt service, which means you're going to have a higher probability of bringing income in or cash flow. So once again, they're, they're a little bit older. So your maintenance is going to be a little bit higher. These aren't old enough to the point where you're going to have to replace a sewer line or a lot of HVACs again. Okay. Once again, HVACs are, are fairly expensive. They're one of the larger CapEx expenses. Um, that you're going to see in, in multifamily investing. Now we get to the next section, which is value add. And this is more moderate risk level, not quite the high risk level, but kind of the in-between risk level compared to the other real estate investments. And the average returns are going to be slightly higher. You know, right now, a lot of the value add properties, you are seeing mid-teens, whereas, you know, your core assets, you're, you're probably seeing six to 8%, your core plus, maybe your 10 to 12% properties. So in the value add, you know, once again, the mid-teens, and a lot of these are going to come in with higher leverage. So instead of a 50% loan to value, like you'd get on a core, you're going to come in with 75% or maybe 80% if you're pushing the envelope for this value add project. Now, the other thing about value add is it has to add value somewhere. You're going to streamline, you're going to make it more efficient, you're going to operate it better. Many times what that value add means is you're going to come in and you're going to cure some deferred maintenance. You're going to make the finishes nicer. You're going to upgrade the units so you can charge more rents. And a lot of the growth or a lot of the investment return or return on investment is going to come from putting that CapEx dollar in, you know, putting brand new floors that don't look like they're straight out of the 70s, you know, repainting with, you know, agreeable gray right now, which I guess is the hot color, right? But, uh, you know, coming with new counters, new cabinets and, and making it look nicer, which will allow you to bring the rents up, which allows you to force the appreciation. And when you sell, since you're highly levered, you can get that high pop. Now, what you're not going to get with a lot of your value add is the predictable cash flow that you would get with your core and core plus. A lot of the value add apart apartments that we we look at are not going to cash flow very much at all during the first year. And once you start with that value add program, once you start refinishing units, bringing them up to speed and up to, you know, the current market standards, you can start raising rents and increasing that cash flow. So overall these type these investments are going to have higher leverage they're going to solve a problem like low occupancy, poor management, deferred maintenance. Um, and they're basically going to do that in exchange for future income and future value. Uh, value add in commercial real estate is equivalent to a growth investment in the stock market. Now, the last one we're going to talk about is opportunistic. Now, these investments have the highest risk levels in commercial real estate. And they include solving the same types of problems in value add, but generally at a higher scale. Now, 
a lot of opportunistic in, in CRE in general. We can talk about land trades and things like that. We are talking very specifically with multifamily right now. So and existing multifamily, there, there's a whole new you know, class of investments and we start looking at developments and whatnot. But you know, these type of investments are going to be they're going to have a little more hair on them than your typical value add. You're going to be coming in on a property with 20 to 30% vacancy, and you're solving much larger problems. But by solving a much larger problem, you're going to also come up with a much higher return. You know, so if you're bringing, if you're buying a property that's at 20% occupancy, there is a lot of risk to the investor because number one, it's probably not going to cash flow when you first purchase it. It might not cash flow for several years, and it's going to take a very experienced operator to be able to go in, do all the renovations and all the fixes that, that are required to bring that building or that property back up to full occupancy before anybody makes any money. So, you know, end of the day, the opportunistic investment is also equivalent to a growth investment, but it tends to be a little more on the speculative speculative side on the stock market. You know, so, you know, maybe these these brand new stocks where they they could go to, you know, a thousand percent returns or they, they could go broke the next day. So anyway, those are the different investment strategies we have. We have core, core plus, value add, opportunistic from top to bottom, that's from the lowest risk to the highest risk, which also comes with the lowest expected return to the highest expected return. And conversely, we flip around the probability of receiving those returns. The probability of hitting those numbers is higher at the top, lower at the bottom. Once again, top to bottom, core, core plus, value add, opportunistic. And that's it for today's show. Tune in next time because we got a lot more great content coming your way. Thanks for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast by the Tribe of Titans. If you're still listening, you obviously liked it. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already, and then make sure to check out our YouTube channel, which incidentally has a ton of video content that you'll also enjoy and learn from. Now, if you're interested in being on the show, go to our website, diaryofanapartmentinvestor.com and fill out the questionnaire on the website. And for more educational content and for more information about our educational community, check us out at thetribeoftitans.info.